Good morning, good morning, good morning. Will you all pray with me as we start this morning? And then we're going to end um, this prayer time. If you all will join me and pray the Lord's Prayer. If you don't know the words, they'll be on the screen behind me, okay? Will you pray with me this morning? God, we are thankful. We are a thankful people that we are here this morning worshiping a God who breaks through. Who, when we've come here with broken hearts or whether we've come here with hearts that, that are on fire and excited about the next thing that you have for us, God, you heal us, you change our lives, and you use us. And we're thankful, God, that you're not just a God who breaks through, but you're a God who chooses people just like us to be part of others' breakthrough stories. And so this morning, God, as we talk about transforming our hustles, may we remember, God, that you are a God who breaks through. And may we also remember, God, that you want to use us as people who are a part of other breakthrough stories. We love you, and we thank you for using us. And now we, we pray together the prayer that your son taught us to pray. Our Lord, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here, and I don't always know the words to the Lord's Prayer either, apparently. Um, that's all right. That's why the words are up there. Um, so they're for all of us, I guess. We're so glad that to see each and every one of you here this morning. Does anyone feel like their hustle has changed a little bit now that school's back in session? There are more people on the roads um, at earlier times in the morning. Um, Anybody feel like their hustles like picked up a little bit the last couple of weeks, us, us two over at the Allen House? Um, we've been talking the last three or four weeks about how God wants to transform our hustle. And we've been looking at the book of James as we have um, talked about this. And, and Chris and I both have been sort of struck by James. We keep saying like his words are just like really getting to the heart of some of the things that we've been asking and struggling with in this season of our lives. And so we hope for those of you who've been here with us the past couple of weeks that you're finding places where God is inviting you to transform your hustle. We talked about um, at the very beginning of this series that, that this, this hustle that we, we begin with sometimes is just this frantic moving from place to place and thing to thing and person to person just to get all these things done and accomplished by the end of the day. Does anybody feel like that's kind of the pace of their hustle? It's just this frantic pace to get it all done. And that leaves us in some kind of exhausted mode, right? We, we just find ourselves craving something deeper and more meaningful, like, like peace or, or quiet or rest or even meaningful community that we can spend life with because we're spending all our time moving frantically from thing to thing and person to person and place to place. We're missing out on the deep and meaningful things that God has for us. And so we've been looking at the way that James invited people 2,000 years ago to experience a transformed hustle, a hustle that's not just about this frantic moving from place to place and thing to thing and person to person just to get it all done, but this hustle that changes to this courageous and confident pursuit for the things that God wants for your life and for the community around us, that courageous and confident. Anybody done something courageously and confidently? There was still some fear there, right? It wasn't always comfortable, 
but the, the courage and the confidence that you had somehow kept pushing you forward in the hustle. And that is what God wants for us this morning. That's why we're here today, because I believe that's the kind of hustle God wants for every person in this room. But I believe something even bigger than that. I believe God wants to use every person in this room to be a part of the stories of God transforming the hustles beyond this place. Anybody watched the news this week? Anybody talked to their, their kids this week? Anybody talked to their friends this week? There is a world desperate for people who are living with transformed hustles to help others experience the transformed hustle God has for them. So I hope you're here this morning ready to experience God, transform your hustle, but I hope you're ready for God to use you as people who transform the hustles of others. One of my favorite things about moving here, um, when we moved here, Chris and I moved here two years ago after sort of hustling after things in East Nashville ourselves, not a music career, but um, there are lots of, if you want your music career to not do well, you should hustle after it in Nashville. We knew lots of crushed dreams there. Um, but <laughs> we did. So we moved here after knowing what it looked like for people to like hustle, right? Every day moving this frantic pace and just be like, there has to be more to life than this. And we moved here and, and we didn't find people who were hustling after music careers, but we did find people who were hustling every single day. We met people who were risking. We, we met people every day when we first met here, moved here. It was crazy. They would say to us, we just started this new business because we feel like, like we can't explain it, but we feel like this is just absolutely what we're supposed to do. Or I met tons of parents who had stepped away from their job for a season, um, risking lots of things to be able to be home with their kids, stay at home and, and provide some love and support and care for their kids. I met people who stepped back from, from careers that were, you know, meaningful, but the hustle was just too much for them and their family, so they just took a step back to experience their career and their life be a little more meaningful. I, I talked to people who, who looked at people who were over them, who looked at their bosses or their superiors, and they said, we think we're ready for the next step. We were surrounded by people who hustle. Those of you in this room are people who are hustling every day. To be the very best person you can be at work or the very best parent or the very best teacher or the very best volunteer in the community. We are surrounded in this place by people who hustle. And this is what Chris and I were most amazed about when we moved here. This is the, this is the thing that we learned the most is that people would tell us about their hustle and they, they were perfectly aware that this next step, this next step to a, de, a new degree or a new job or a new whatever, they knew it was going to take some risk and be uncomfortable. But they did it anyway. And this is what they would tell us. They said, we have the, the professional business community around us. We have the network that we need around us. Or we have the parent network around us. We have a workout and a fitness plan to take care of our bodies in this because we know that this new job is going to take a toll on our bodies. And so we have this plan ready for our fitness. We have this plan ready for our finances. We've got a financial advisor in place. And we might lose a lot of money in this, but at least we'll be safe enough for this. We've got the financial plan ready to go. We've got the business plan written. And and ready to go. We've got the investors in place. Everything is ready to go. And then they would look at us and say, except this one thing. This is what I'm worried about as I hustle. I wonder what this hustle is going to do to my soul. And Chris and I were not prepared to answer that question. But it was literally word for word what we were asked over and over and over again. But what about my soul 
in the hustle. And that, my friends, is why Horizon was born. We are a place where we want you to hustle. God, I think your ambition and your hustle, well-placed, can be used by God to shine light and ignite change in a world that needs it. But I believe we have to be connected to a God who wants us hustling in a way that is transformed and meaningful and purposeful. So when people kept asking, what about my soul? Chris and I were like, we've got to get a worship team and a group of people around us who care about hearts changing. We've got to get service people in place who care about the darkness in this community and who are ready to shine light and ignite change. We've got to get small group leaders in place who care about the darkness in your soul that you don't share with your professional networking group or your friends. A, a place where, you can, where God can shine light and ignite change on those dark parts of your soul that you keep hidden and in the shadows. How do we begin to offer a place where people can encounter a God who wants to shine a loving light and ignite a, a transformational change in your heart and your soul and your life? And so Horizon was born almost a year ago. And I hope over the next couple of weeks that some of you will take some time to invite people to come and experience this place, this space in some way, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or a small group or worship, but that you'll invite people to experience their hustle, begin to be transformed by a God who loves them deeply and wants to shine light and ignite change on the darkest corners of their lives and use them to shine light and ignite change in the darkest corners of our world. That's why God sent Jesus to the world because people were hustling after all the wrong things. They were hustling after all the wrong things. And God sent Jesus to show us a different way. And they began, people began to see it, like we can actually love our neighbor and experience light in places we didn't know. And the darkest thing of the darkest of the darkest, death even, was not going to, to be overshadowed by God. God sent Jesus who died on a cross and rose again offering new life forever and for everyone. Folks, that's the God that we worship here. And we are a body of Christ. We are part of the body of Christ. It is our job to be people who shine light and ignite change and work for new days and new beginnings throughout this world. And this morning, we're going to look at James who had the exact same kind of people in front of him. People who were hustling and working hard every day and who, wanted, who said, you saw Jesus, be die, Jesus die and, and be raised again. You saw this mighty story take place, James, and we believe it. We believe in this new day. We believe in this new life that God's going to offer us after death. But what about now? What about in the day-to-day? What about our soul's discomfort and, and lack of purpose now? What do we do about that now? Because they're like, we get it. We, we hear there's something bigger later, but, but what about right now? Because right now, I look around, James. This is what people said 2,000 years ago, and all we see is conflicts and disputes. Even in my family, we can't get along, James. And then the bigger community, we can't figure out how to get along. We feel empty, like something in our life isn't filled up. James, what are we going to do? We feel scared and alone. We we try real hard not to misuse our power to be greedy, but James, sometimes we look up and we're, we're, we don't feel like we're making any difference. We're maybe making more wrongs than rights. What do we do in the day-to-day, -day, James? And I found myself asking that question 
that very question this week. And the same God who spoke to James 2,000 years ago offers these fresh words to us again today. Listen to this, James chapter 4, verse 1. What is the source of conflict among you? James says, what is this source of conflict among you? What is the source of your disputes? Don't they come from your own cravings that are at war in your own life? You long for something you don't have, so you commit murder. You're jealous for something you can't get, so you struggle and fight. You don't have because you don't ask. And you ask and you don't have because you ask with evil intentions to waste it on your own cravings. God speaks through James to answer the questions people are asking. What about our conflicts and our disputes? What about the destruction and the murder? What about these things, James? And James says these things are just symptoms. They're just symptoms of something much deeper going on in your life. Is there sources of conflict and disputes among you? You, you feel that maybe in your family, with your friends? And y'all, I felt God say to me this week, maybe the problem isn't with your friends and your family. Maybe the problem is with the own, your own cravings at war in your life. It's what you want people to do or to think or to feel. It's how you want people to act. Maybe the problem isn't with everybody else around you, Erica. Maybe your problem is your cravings. What is the source of the disputes and conflicts among you. A craving is a powerful desire for something. And it's okay to powerfully desire for good things for our kids and our family and our community, for the people we work for and love, for our friends. It's good to crave those things for them. But are they our cravings for people or are they what God wants for the people around us? If you're looking around and you're surrounded by conflicts and disputes, James says that matters to a God who loves your soul and wants you to experience some peace in this world. So pay attention to your cravings, folks. The deeper issue is your craving. That's what he says. And then, and then he says you long for something you don't have, so you commit murder. You commit murder. You destroy the things that are getting in the way of you getting the things you have. So the symptom is destroying things. Anybody here good at that? Oh, I am. If this is going to mess up, I'm just going to fire them. Get this out of the way. Do this. That's like kind of how I work um, sometimes at home. Like, that plant's not growing the way I want. I can just go outside and go somewhere else. Just like get out of my way. Um, but if you're, if you're living with this desire to destroy the things around you or even wish destruction on the people around you, again, the source is your cravings. You want something that you can't have. Your cravings, those powerful desires, are causing you to be forceful and to, to work after the things that you want and not the things of God. And then pretty soon, what are we doing? We're hustling. We're moving frantically from place to place, person to person, and thing to thing at this pace that's offering us nothing in the world. It says, the next thing that it says is you, you struggle and fight. You're, you're having all these struggles and fights among you. That's the symptom right? You, you feel yourself struggling and fighting with all these people around you. The deeper issue when you're having these, these struggles and fights is that you're jealous. You want what other people have. See the problem with our hustle when it's not transformed? See when it's not this courageous and confident, narrow focus on the things God wants for you and your life? You start wanting what everybody else has. 
And you're struggling and fighting and forcefully working to try to get it. And those things will not last, folks. Those things will not last. The, the last thing it says that, that we waste away what we, what, we, what we get. You ask and you have it, but then you don't use it well because you're wasting it away. You're wasting away the things that God has given you. And I was like, oh, I could look at my bank account. But then this very week, Chris is like, you're on your phone a lot during dinner time with the kids, Erica. And I was like, I'm wasting away precious time I have with my children because I'm craving or looking at everybody else's things that they've done for the day, their stories or their quotes or whatever they've put up. What are you wasting away? You look at your life and you're like, I'm not, I'm not content. I don't feel this peace deep down in my soul. What are you wasting away? What are you spending on all your cravings? Are you missing out on friendship and community? Are you missing out on authenticity because you're wasting the things that you have? A transformed hustle will offer us the things that actually satisfy. This hustle, this moving from place to place and thing to thing, this frantic pace, it will never satisfy. You'll lay down at night, at the end of the night, and you'll be like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I feel empty. This is what the people are saying to James. We're trying really hard, but these things don't mean anything. And James is like, you need to take a step back. You need to take a step back and look at the way that your hustle needs to be transformed by God. Um, In James 3, it says that, that... it, it is peace, it is pure and peaceful, gentle, obedient, filled with mercy and good actions, fair and genuine. Doesn't that sound good in a world that's hustling, moving from place to place and thing to thing? That there's some source of this genuineness that we can experience when we're chasing after the things of God. That there's something peaceful and gentle when, and filled with mercy and goodness and fairness when our hustle has been transformed to courageously and confidently pursue the things that God wants for us and for the people around us. So some of you may be like me and you're like, yeah, I, I feel you. I, I desire those things for my life too. Maybe too much of my life has been filled with conflicts and disputes this week. Maybe too much of my life has been spent looking at all the things that I'm wasting away this week. Maybe too much of my week has been spent in, in too many different ways, right? So how do I actually experience this transformed hustle? How do I actually get to the place where there's peace and mercy and goodness? How can the things that I do actually begin to sow peace and light and change in the lives of others? How can I be so transformed by that? And this is what James says. Um, Okay, be easy because this is James, God speaking through James. He says, you unfaithful people, do you know that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Or do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? Doesn't God long for our faithfulness in the life that he has given to us? Folks, listen to this. The God who loves you and wants to shine light and love in your life, listen to this. God gives us more grace. This is why it says God stands against the proud but favors the humble. Y'all hear that? It's all right. We didn't get it all right this week. It's all right, our hustle's been messed up. There is more grace and light and change available from God because he stands against the proud and favors the humble. And then then he gives us some ways that we can begin to experience. We're going to look at these a little more in just a minute. Some ways we can actually begin to experience a transformed hustle. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll run away from you. 
Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Cry out in sorrow. Mourn and weep. Let your laughter become mourning and your joy become sadness. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. If you feel run down and ragged, did y'all hear that? Humble yourselves before the Lord, for he will lift you up. God transforms our hustle. We just have to be willing to let God transform that hustle. The first thing that God says that James that God says through James to the people is in order to experience a transformed hustle, you need to be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. So if your hustle is feeling all over the place and you're not getting a lot out of things this week, I'm going to encourage you to spend some time being faithful to God. I sat with a friend this week, uh, last week, and I said, I don't feel like I take like an hour every day to read scripture and pray. And he's like, well, you think you could maybe spread that out into five minutes, like six times a day, and God would be happy with that? And I'm like, it'd probably be better than no time, like he's been getting. So I I just encourage, James is like, if you want your hustle to begin to be transformed, you have to be faithful to the God who's going to show up and be there every time you come near to him. And so this morning, I'm going to give you all a tool that you can use this week to be faithful to God. We've been in this series on James. There's five chapters, Monday through Friday. There's five days in the week. I'm going to give you all Saturday and Sunday off. And so I'm, if you go right now to horizontampabay.com slash today, you can do it on your phone right now, and you can sign up for a reading plan this week. You can read chapter one of James, and I'm going to provide a little devotion and a prayer for you. Five or six minutes. You can read it six times a day if you want to give God an hour. But what will it look like for you to be faithful to God, to show up to God who's present and wants to wants to transform your hustle what will it look like for you this week to be faithful to God so this is going to be a tool you can sign up right now horizontampabay.com slash today and sign up for the reading plan this week be faithful to God keep showing up and listening for God who will show up and be there for you the second thing is submit to God now this is the hardest one for me because I love to do things on my own terms in fact when I was telling Chris earlier about how this was one of my points was to submit to God he reminded me of a funny time when we were going to name this church and I didn't like really pray about it beforehand and I was going to name it ignite church and Chris was like that would be what you would name a church just blow things up everywhere Erica he didn't get that excited he's Chris um, but uh, he was like that's not a good name for a church. So we prayed about it, and we felt like God was really calling us to start a church that was had a vision of starting a new day, and we know that God brings a new day on the horizon, and so that's where our name came from. So don't be making mistakes like me in your lives. Take some time to submit to God. What is it that God wants to do with this degree or this promotion or this thing that I'm hustling after, right? It's not bad to hustle after these things. But why are you doing it, and what are you going to do with the things that God gives you once you have them? That's the questions that James is asking. If, you, if you're really discontent now, if you keep hustling and you keep moving up the ladder, it's not going to get better. Figure out right now where you are, what it looks like to be faithful to God, and submit what you have right now unto God. Don't wait 20 years from now when you're the CEO and you don't even know your anything because you've hustled yourself to death. Right now, what does it look like to be faithful to God and submit to God? The third thing is resist evil. A lot of times in James, I have been struck by the way that 
James calls us to action, like faith and works. Do something about what you actually believe in, like actually do something. And there was this line in here this week in James chapter 4 that it says, if you know a sin, if you know something's a sin and you don't do it, that's a, that's a sin. Like if you know something's right and you don't do it, that's a sin is essentially what it said. And I'm realizing that sometimes to resist evil, some of us in this room need to speak up and speak out. And if you want to experience a transformed hustle, if you're tired of being uncomfortable with the way you feel about the evil and the darkness around you, it's time we start speaking up. It's not always about being silent and nice. Jesus wasn't always silent and nice sitting in the corner. And I feel like James has just been telling me this over and over and over again. Some of us are going to have to actively resist evil. And people in this room who are hustling after amazing things, shining light and igniting change in our community, what does it look like if we're people every day who commit to resisting evil? Who pray and say, God, use me, my words, my actions today to actually resist evil. And sometimes it's going to mean being quiet and silent, but sometimes it's going to mean that we stand up and we speak up for the things that are right. That has really been laying on my heart this week is is that I, I need to actually actively resist evil. And the other thing that has just absolutely like blown me away is when, when James says, come near to God and God will come near to you. Gosh, y'all, I spend so much time running after all these things that I want for my life. And I, I'm out there exhausted and, and worn out and empty. And I just heard this invitation, come near to a God whose arms are wide open and welcomes you in to experience the peace and the rest and the love and the joy that you long for. Who wants to offer the community, the genuine, fair, good community that you long for. What does it look like this week for you to come near to God? And so I found myself just praying this prayer over and over and over. Dear God, transform my hustle. Amen. So I have another tool for you. I'm very practical this week. If you go to horizon.com, horizontampabay.com slash today, there's a photo there that you can download, and you can set it as your home screen or your wallpaper on your phone. And it just is a prayer. I have a picture of it. And every time you look at it, what does it look like this week? That's your your home screen. Just for a week. Just change your wallpaper for a week. And every time you see it, just say, Dear God, transform my hustle. Amen. Amen. What does it look like to come near to a God who wants to be near to you? Just transform my hustle. You can do that right now. Horizon.com slash Tampa Bay. The, uh, y'all, this whole scripture has been like wearing on me this week. Because as I, I, I turned, it on, turned on the news and I saw, you know, the Amazon burning and all these things happening, I was like, like brokenhearted and sad about it. I told Chris, I was like, something like, I, I've got to turn the news off for a little while. But we also have to begin to do something about what we're seeing. Okay, so it's okay to be sad about what's going wrong in your life. It's okay to weep and mourn and be upset. That's good. That's okay. Do that. James tells the people, like, be upset about that. But then let God transform your hustle to be able to use you to change those things. It's okay to feel discomfort. I think discomfort is a way that God speaks to us and says, hey, things aren't quite right here. What might it look like for you to do some things different this week? And the final thing is that if some of you come here this morning feeling quite laid low and empty, be humble enough to say, God, I can't do this without you anymore. I've tried chasing after the things that don't matter. Will you just transform my hustle and lift me up and give God the thanks and praise for that? 
right? Let God be the one to lift you up. Let God be the one to lift your spirits and your esteem and your self-confidence up. Be humble enough to say, I need you and your love and what you offer to me, God, and let God lift you up. Let the people around you that God has, has blessed you with, let them be the people who lift you up when you feel like you have been laid low. I, I just have to tell y'all really quick this really quick story about the ways that I believe God is beginning to transform our hustle. I'm sitting there um, it, on Thursday at Kawa Coffee, like upset about the ways, you know, three or four things have gone this week, and I get an email, I get a text message from Kathy Yates that says, Erica, we've got all these people signing up to, to tutor at BT Washington Elementary, this the school that we partner with, and all these folks are, are transforming their hustle. They're using their days off. They're using their lunch breaks. They're using all this time to transform their hustle, like to, to, to invest in something meaningful, to sign up to be a part of tutoring and a volunteer support group at BT Washington Elementary. And this is the two things that I learned from that. First of all, Kathy Yates told me six months ago that she wanted to be the person who led this volunteer activity. And me, my hustle, I like to be in control and, and control everything that happens here at this church. I'm just going to let y'all know that. And so it was really hard for me to say, Kathy, you can actually have control over this. I'm going to let you plan it and communicate with the principal. I'm going to let God use you and the things that, that I feel like God's asking you to hustle after. I'm going to let God use you for that. I did that and I got a text message that she's invited all these other people to experience a transformed hustle too. Who this week do you need to give up a little bit of the things you're hustling for? What does it look like to share a part of your hustle with somebody who might even be able to hustle after them in a transformed way even better? What does that look like for you this week? Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we just give you thanks that you are a God who we can come here in any way that we are, and God, that you come near to us. That you are a God who wants our hustle to be different and meaningful. That you are a God who uses people just like us to break into other stories, to transform their hustles. We ask you this morning, God, to transform our hustle and we ask you, God, to use us to be a part of transforming the hustles of others. Amen.